Good evening. Last night, or should I say, yesterday afternoon, we were given a fantastic card. Top to bottom. Started off with Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis and ended with Walter versus Joe Coffey for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Watching NXT UK, knowing that it just feels like NXT here in the States, just going at it with the same style, the talent that they have on this roster to most they don't know them Saturday they got a taste of what the NXT United Kingdom roster is all about for those that watched it of course of course I was going to watch it it was you know hours before Seattle played Green Bay so I had enough time to kill what they did yesterday it it was as if there was not a bad match on this card because there wasn't this match this, this match card was damn good everything about NXT UK take over Blackpool 2 flowed wonderfully Every match seemed to get better and better. There was never like a drop off that I saw. It's like we saw Dennis and Seven. All right, that was good. Okay, ever seen the woman's triple threat? Okay, not mad at that being you know second on the card. You know, because then Tyler Bate, Jordan Devlin happened, and I was just amazed by that. Then the Fatal 4-Way ladder match happened, and I was like, oh my fucking god, we're going to have ourselves a Demolition Derby. And then we get to the main event. And the entire night, or or for them it was night, for the entire two and a half hours I was watching this, I'm thinking, can this match really beat the the last match? It's like, Seven and and Dennis set the bar. For what's supposed to happen. And take over Blackpool. And. They absolutely. Made this just simply kick all kinds of ass. I was thoroughly impressed with the stories that they had. Gave us reasoning for everything. Didn't even bother, you know, trying to attempt to insult my intelligence. Maybe start thinking ahead of what is next for NXT UK following TakeOver Blackpool 2.
what made NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool a wonderful show is that they knew they knew they had to put on a show and with the news of possible a few more takeovers if you will for NXT UK Triple H is just trying to figure out the, you know, the logistics of everything it creates opportunity for more big matches more attempts to show off the brand as a whole Mustache Mountain Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm ain't the only players in town when it comes to NXT UK you got to see a demolition derby in a fatal four way tag match ladder match that's all some creative spots that's all the best of the tag team division that NXT UK has to offer in 2020. And by the way, two competed in the Dusty World Tag Team Classic. They have Worlds Collide in literally what? Is it 13? About two weeks. A little less than two weeks away from Worlds Collide. And it's looking like a damn good show. One that I would more than likely watch. Sparkling water on deck as always. Tropical orange flavor. Very nice. The main event. Walter and Joe Coffey. The backstory behind this matchup was mainly focused around Joe. You know, everything that happened, you know, losing to Pete Dunne for the UK Championship and then getting big booted by Walter upon his debut, having an entire year to battle those demons in an attempt to get rid of said demons and on top of that, become the United Kingdom Champion. If you didn't watch the Prime Target special, and shout out to Kate for recommending it because I got a huge, I got I pretty much everything you saw in Prime Target basically got you prepared to watch NXT UK and every everything behind what was going on with that. And they and they absolutely killed it with this um this special. Even if you've already watched it, go back and watch it. If you're gonna watch it though, watch that first and then watch. NXT UK take over Blackpool too. It's worth it. I was fully prepared to. I, I now understood, you know, the backstories and what was going on. WWE should just start doing that. Oh wait, no, they can't do that because they can't do what NXT and NXT UK can do. Oh, silly me, silly me. I can't wait to see what is going to go down at Worlds Collide. If Prime Target got you ready for TakeOver Blackpool 2, TakeOver Blackpool 2 got you ready for Worlds Collide. Because it's going to be NXT versus NXT UK. The best of NXT America here in the States versus the best NXT UK has to offer. And you know what that does for NXT UK? That means more exposure 
for the talent on the roster. That means we're going to get Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Um, motherfuckers have been clamoring for that for about, I'd say, five months. A little bit more than that. Hell, they were asking for that at Survivor Series. We know NXT UK. If you know NXT UK, you know what's up. You know what they're about to bring come the 26th. No, the 25th. My bad. So, honestly... NXT UK did exactly what they were supposed to do yesterday. Not only did they kill two and a half hours of my day, and it made it wonderful because it was great to just come home from the gym, um, take the, you know the sneaks off, make some food, sit down, and watch two one two and a half wonderful hours of battle. If you haven't watched NXT UK yet, excuse me, let this be your first experience. Let TakeOver Blackpool 2 be that, you know, walk into the door. Because you get to see the very best of what they have to offer at that very moment. The women's triple threat match was damn... Better than anything I've pretty much seen already within the first two weeks of this year. Again, NXT UK, NXT America, women's division is the best women's division in all professional wrestling. I could make a case for NXT UK being easily number two. Because Raw and SmackDown's women's division are pretty much doo-doo. Garbage, hot garbage. Without even as much as a second glance. Sure, call them vanilla midgets. Sir, sure, you know. Call them the other brand of NXT. Sure, go ahead. Go right on a fucking head. But before you criticize the form, you might want to see how the form works. This is Triple H's baby. I guess some of y'all forgot about that, huh? Yeah, that's all Triple H. The comparison of NXT and NXT UK to Raw and SmackDown is not even fucking dead. It is easy to see how differently both shows hit. Main roster is garbage. An insult to my intelligence and a pain in my ass. NXT and NXT UK just make it all worthwhile to watch. Again, in my world, NXT is one, NXT UK is two, SmackDown's three, and Raw can kiss my ass. That's how simple that is. But honestly, if you didn't watch yesterday, if you're thinking about watching it, curious about the product. You already already know it's Triple H. Triple H is booking everything. I think it would definitely be in your interest to check it out. Just to see how they get down. NXT UK is hella strong style. Within the WWE style. 
and they make it work. I'm a strong style kind of guy. I like stiff, you know, hard hitting battles, you know, showing the, the will and the spirit of the competitor against another man who is pretty much man or woman that is equally a competitor in the, and you know, possible division that they're in and seeing who is better. That war of attrition type of battle. We don't see many of those in professional wrestling nowadays. New Japan and NXT and NXT UK get it right when it comes to their style. When it, especially when it comes to takeovers. They fucking... NXT and NXT UK nail it. To me, NXT UK is 3 for 3 on their pay-per-views. NXT's been pretty much hitting since for like the past four years. Again, it's Triple H's baby. This is all Triple H. Vince McMahon ain't involved in this shit. But it'll ruin the talent in a fucking heartbeat if you give it to him. NXT and NXT UK remind me of what is possible in professional wrestling. Other companies, other promotions are, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to these two promotions, they do it right. They leave you in awe. They leave you wanting for more. And that's my kind of wrestling. It That leaves me wanting to under, to find out what the next chapter in the story is going to be. You know, that's the way it is sometimes. That's honestly just the way it is. And let me check my white erase board because I don't want to get this episode number wrong noted this is episode 156 of the young lions perspective and with that being said let us begin podcast here and welcome to episode 156 of the young alliance perspective so glad to have you guys here with me on this monday evening and i'll be enjoying your day your night your afternoon and your evening wherever you may be wherever you are in the world thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast and as always i greatly and truly appreciate it so apparently something went down on sunday no, I'm not talking about the Seahawks loss to the Packers. Shut up. Once I saw 21-3, I knew it would be over. They tried the hardest. I'm not mad. Why would I be? I mean, granted, 11-5 season, not winning the NFC West, still getting into the playoffs, defeating the Philadelphia Eagles, made them mad. Losing to the Packers in the divisional, I'll take it. Not a bad year at all. In the year that I actually saw them going 9-7. and seven. Not even going to lie to you. Hands in a man. 9-7. So, a much better year than I absolutely absolutely thought they would. And there's room for growth for next season. 
and I'm happy with the result, and I'm happy to see what the Seattle Seahawks do for next season. But now, whoever wins the NFC Championship, I now have to, I do always root for the Super Bowl because I am NFC biased, and AFC, you know, teams are, are pretty much a bunch of finesse pussies. You're welcome. But enough about football and such. We go across the pond. And boy, boy, did NXT UK come to fucking play in the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, did they not? Did they not? They had a damn good show and a damn good takeover to kick off 2020, and I'm thoroughly impressed. Like I said in the open, my god. How many people were in this card? Let me see. Two, five, seven, nine, seven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen. And if you count uh, Dragonoff and Wolf, that would make nineteen, right? Yeah. So nineteen of NXT UK's best came to play on Sunday afternoon hours before the playoffs began for the day two of the divisional round and we were treated we were spoiled with what we what we saw I was spoiled I felt like Thanksgiving all over again just watching professional wrestling version of it yeah we'll run with that they absolutely blew me away with this card I was not expecting I was not expecting much from Seven and Dennis. I'm not going to front. But the way they went about Seven and Dennis in that matchup, clear cut to the point. Seven will try his damnedest, and Eddie Dennis just pretty much was too dominant. And I think that was the proper way with how they went about it, especially for Dennis's return. Um, I, not me personally, I hadn't seen Dennis in a while, but Dennis returns to NXT UK showing giving that to Seven but not letting go and then just becoming super crazy Seven challenges him to Blackpool Dennis obliges Dennis beats Seven at Blackpool perfectly fine with that now what's next I don't know yet not exactly sure but Eddie Dennis is a progress world champion after all ain't no slouch it's teamed with Mark Andrews FSU But I think it's going to take time for Dennis to be built in 2020. They're going to take, I'm sure they're going to take time with him. They know he's a prospect. He's always a person that can easily move up the mid-card in a proper fashion if given the right, you know, timing and, you know, building of character. Yeah, NXT UK is going to do right by Eddie Dennis. The right man won in this matchup. This is one of those matches where Seven didn't need the win. But he would look damn good trying to get the victory, though. And, you know, Seven is pretty much a main man in NXT UK. There's no doubting him, no doubting that whatsoever. He's a found, he's pretty much the foundation of what NXT UK is in terms of the talent. Dennis needed this win. And I said this on my uh, preview predictions for NXT UK TakeOver Blackboard. Dennis needed this. 
now we now we see what happens when you fuck with Eddie Dennis. You're gonna, gonna get some work in. All the smoke and it's gonna hurt. He made it hurt. Seven pin, Dennis won. It was it was a little bit shorter than I expected it to be, but I think looking back on it, um Yeah, I mean I think it was perfectly timed. The spot where he was gonna throw uh he's gonna do with the Rangers Edge on seven onto the exposed turnbuckle and the referee was just like, nah fam, we good. Then he just throws him out of the fucking ring. <laughs> He's just like, oh, you're not gonna let me, you're not gonna do a buckle bomb on him. All right, I'm just gonna throw him into this dude. Excuse me. Straight, yeet. Straight yeeted him over the top rope onto the dude on the outside. I was laughing my ass off. I look as I, as I was just checking a tweet real quick, and then I heard, oh, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then I see, um, I saw seven on the outside, and then one other dude knocked down. I'm like, what the fuck did he just do? Then I saw the power bomb. I'm just like, oh dear. God. Oh. Oh my God. I mean, Dennis looked like a damn good heel in this matchup. Looked very crazed. This crazed look that he has. It, it, all of it worked. All of it absolutely worked. And I think Dennis just doing, you know, having Dennis just dominate and then have that spot. Yeah, I'll take that. You know, I'm all for Eddie Dennis and I'm willing to see what they're going to do with him going forward now that he's gotten a victory over one Trent Seven. That's, that's a pretty good name to have on the resume in terms of victories. I'm not going to front. Trent Seven's a beast. There we go. Made that. Oh, don't do that shit. Alright. Anyway. Want to take a little time out just to say again, I know there's people that don't watch NXT UK. Y'all, I was, I'm only gonna say, I'm only gonna say this to the casual goons out there, the casual um, nerds who go on my Twitter and say stupid shit, um, yeah, about you know such and such, and blah blah blah. I know there's detractors in NXT with NXT UK. Same thing with AEW. It's some there's some still still think they're a better t-shirt company than anybody else. Who cares? They turned up once they hit the women's uh, triple threat match. They absolutely turned up. And by the way, uh, just in case you didn't know, we're already in the good portion of the program. Um, this is this is where we say nice things about um, said program. And I do apologize for not informing you on that. This is the good portion of the program. The good. That was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. But I just want to get right into it, you know. But things turned up once we got to the Women's uh, Championship match between Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, and Piper Nick. Now, like I said in the open, the pri- if you didn't watch Prime Target, the, t- the special before NXT UK TakeOver, a little bit of the backstory may have fucked with you a little bit. Um, I didn't know jack shit about what was going on with Ray, Storm, and Mimic. Not at all. Not even close. But they used to be friends. Very, very good friends. The three of them. The three best friends that anyone can have, apparently, according to them. Okay, that was just my input. I'm just going to leave it at that. 
you know, and then they went through the whole entire history, the backstory of how they were friends and, you know, they came up, you know, wrestling, you know, together and against each other, you know, with battles, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Storm became champion and then Kaylee Ray messed with, you know, pretty much, pretty much knew all the, you know, all the little secrets, um, you know, cause they're, cause they're besties and they tell each other everything and then they use it to come back clap, fucking clap back on your ass, back clap, Jesus Christ. I had work today. Leave me alone. It's Monday. Sue me. Jeez. Tough crowd, apparently, this evening. <laughs> yeah, I'm just with y'all. But they really made this into, like, that were three very, very good friends that are now all against each other and are all competing for the UK Women's Championship, and they made the title matter. Throughout the entire story, that NXT UK Women's Championship is the reason all three of them are facing each other. Tony telling Piper to step aside on this one and let her face Kaylee Ray by herself. And Piper pretty much, you know, standing her ground and telling her, no, I'm not stepping aside. They're pretty much just like, alright, bitch, you, now you my enemy. Alright, fuck you too. All the shit. This was one of the better women's matches I have seen in the history of NXT UK. Not gonna front. Not just because it was a triple threat match. You can still have triple threat matches that suck. I.E. Survivor Series. You're welcome. They made this triple threat. Ooh, excuse me. A. Matter. B. Make me invest in something that I had not literally seen ever in like months I haven't seen the product in months come back and they made me care WWE don't do that AEW don't do that at all <laughs> I'm not gonna front with y'all on that one but they made it matter I think that was the most important thing about that because these three beat the hell out of each other and I do not mind that at all Mishinoku drivers up left and right, super kicks, Storm Zeros going all over the place, dives on the outside, cannonballs, all this shit. All the shit. Swan time to break it up. You know. It was it was just a battle. A straight up battle. To pretty much be the top female. On the throne. Now, the right woman did win in Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray made was the right call to have her retain her championship. She's, they're going to make this a long one. They're going to make this a long one. Now, Kaylee Ray's gone through one takeover with the title. I don't know if she'll make it to the next one with the championship, but we don't know when the next takeover will be. Could it be next be in August again are we gonna do that are we gonna do you know maybe sometime in the spring after Wrestlemania that'll be a proper time to do so especially after the fall off because usually Wrestlemania happens yay night after Wrestlemania happens you know for uh Raw meh then you get to NXT of course the NXT after Wrestlemania of course to go for Tampa then you get to Smackdown after Wrestlemania and then after that it just straight drops to the fucking ground and nothing else happens Perfect time to actually have a takeover in the UK. But do it somewhere else, though. Again, I did say last year. Early last year. 
I would like to see takeovers for the UK in, you know, hopefully London one day. Manchester. Cities like that. I would like to get to that point. I would love for them to get to that point. Also, do it in, uh, do it, do a Scotland one. They already did one in Wales. Ireland, they gotta hit Dublin. They gotta hit Dublin. No. Make it all over the UK. I really do hope their next one um, is just as big. I'm hoping, because if they're gonna be really, really, you know, good with their variety, because they've already done England. They got England down. They've already got Wales. I would definitely say a Dublin one is, is definitely in order. Dublin would be a great one. I would be all over that for sure. If you did that, you got the Irish crowd there wilding the fuck out. Hell yeah. You know, if you want to go to the, in the Scottish cities, go to Edinburgh. Go to Definitely go to Glasgow. Do one in Glasgow. Dundee. Aberdeen. Why not? If you're, if you're going to do one in the major city, I would say, you know, take over Glasgow would be the best bet. Again. Again, two matches in, and I'm already like, yeah. I'm all over it. Jordan Devlin, Tyler B. Whew. Ooh. My God. They dubbed this. They literally dubbed this match. Match of the year. Now. I wouldn't say. This was match of the year. Damn good match. An easy, an easy, very easy candidate for honorable mention of the year. But not, but not a match of the year. Good, it's a great, it was a great match. It was a damn good match, but not, not the kind of match I would say that's match of the year. Of course, some people who watched it probably would say this is match of the year. Um, I do like the fact that they were bold in their, you know, putting this out there. Because Big Devlin was the, was that match that easily after it was done, Ari Ari had a clear cut in my head that was match of the night. That was absolutely match of the night. And then we saw the last two matches of the card, <laughs> and ooh my god, Big Devlin was the kind of match I was waiting for to happen because it was inevitable for Big Devlin to face off. I love the backstory behind it. You know, going back to, you know, when Tyler Bate won the champion, became the first ever United Kingdom champion in Blackpool in the UK Championship Tournament, which is a good tournament. You know, you know, and with Devlin, you know, feeling slighted that he hasn't been getting the opportunities that Tyler Bates had. Now, after Bates lost to Volter, at TakeOver Cardiff, you know, basically he said he was a waste of a TakeOver contender. And you ended as a, you you failed. You failed. And, you know, Bate 
pretty much just stated, yeah, you, you claim you're the pretty much deep. Devlin flat, put flat it out there. I am the greatest sports entertainer going today. And basically just said, meet me in, meet me in Blackpool and prove it. Now, there is some bad coming out of this match, and I'll discuss it in the next segment. It's tiny, it's a nitpick, but I don't care. And I'll just preface it with this, that I'm not exactly sure if I'm okay with Bate getting the dub in this matchup. We'll, we'll discuss it further in the next segment, in the bad But all in all, despite my, you know, thoughts on that, this was a damn good match. This was a fucking incredible, technical, wonderful display. Just everything about this matchup was damn good. You know, the, of course, the airplane spins, you know, 50 to the 50 uh, rotations that he did, that was always impressive. Fantastic. The count, the almost, almost being counted out by uh, the referee. That was a good spot. Just, you know. That was wild. But this, this immediate, this is like basically taking two scoops of pre-workout before you go do chest. It got you that hyped up. I was, I was just, I was just happy. I was literally just, you know. I literally put my phone down. I was live tweeting for those of y'all who, uh, who caught me on my Twitter on Sunday. I was live tweeting, and, and for this particular match, I did say this is a dark horse candidate for match of the night. Easily, dark horse candidate for match of the night. So it's no surprise that I was thoroughly impressed by what they brought to the table. Thoroughly impressed, happy, great. Oh. Again, the end of the match. I'll discuss in the next segment. Despite that, though, Devlin came out looking hella strong. Tyler Bate, par for the course. It was technical. They had high-flying moments. Very good, very good fucking, you know, strong spots. They beat the hell out of each other towards the end. Fans were chanting fight forever. This is the kind of feud, this is the time, you know, this is the two guys, honestly, I would definitely say fight forever. Imagine if, you know, I think, you know, Devlin is a damn good professional wrestler. And that's why I love NXT UK, because I found about names that I never heard of before, or may have heard of before, but have never seen truly perform. Jordan Devlin was a guy I'd never even heard of. Now he's current, you know, over the top champion. Beating Volter, by the way, and then killing it on NXT UK. He's a damn good heel. He can talk his ass off. He can perform in the ring. He's really, really good. And this match proved how good he is, especially with a guy like Tyler Bate. I knew Bate and Devlin were gonna have, were gonna have magic. That was a foregone conclusion. It was just what kind of magic do they want to create? And they made that crowd go bananas. But anyways, from beginning to end, and to the UK crowd, mwah, love you, love your hype, love your energy, gave me energy, 
made me even happier to watch the matches. Um, there's just nothing like a Ukraine crowd. And one day I would love to go to the UK and just be in that and just be in all of that in the midst of all of it and just go bananas. I would love to be at the UK takeover. That would be a one of my, one of my bucket list. Now it's now on my bucket list. Go to a UK takeover and just be in that crowd and just go bananas with them because that that just looks like a fun time. The chanting, just the atmosphere in and of itself. That's what makes NXT. I think that's what takes NXT UK to a different level of energy. It's the UK crowd. Now, mind you, with you with the WWE, they only go there a few times a year, if at least once, um, and then the European tour. But when it's just you, just strictly are watching NXT UK, and you feel that energy from the crowd, the chanting, the boos, the chants for the ones they hate. It's glorious. And we, I would love to see more of that in the United States. Fan chants, all that shit, you know. But yeah, the UK crowd just does it every time. And they made this match look even better. Even better. It was just so damn... Oh, it was just so fucking great. And that's why I love this matchup. Again, this is the reason... That was a big part of the reason why I said this was a dark horse candidate for matching the match. Because I knew the crowd would be easily behind this. Simple game. And they don't, and they, those two played it to perfection. Getting into the Demolition Derby that was the Fatal 4-Way Ladder Match for the NXT United Kingdom Tag Team Champions. Chips. I think I immediately put out on Twitter to the effect of, um, this might be a demolition derby. No, I said demolition derby confirmed. I did say that at one point in the match. Demolition derby confirmed. This was an absolute train wreck of a wonderful match. You know, the way they started the matchup, all four teams just looking at each other and then just throwing hands. Everybody got their shine. Everybody got their shine. There was not one moment in this matchup where I could say they didn't do a lot. Um, the four ladder spot, that was bananas. Um, the Euro Bomb, of course, as usual, dope as fuck. Let's see, let, let me see. I'm just like, because there's so much that they have on the, on the chair shot. Just the kendo stick. You know, Wolfgang spearing Eichner through a ladder before the end of the matchup. They were trying to go for the Eurobomb. Um, it was just an absolute train wreck. <laughs> you know, everybody was hitting each other with a ladder. The table, the table spot. Oh my God, the table spot. Let me see if I can find that. That was a crazy, crazy spot. I was, I cringed for this spot. You see, I'm gonna see if I can find it on this, uh, on the... How early did this match did it happen? No way. It didn't happen this early. Or am I just really terrible at actually finding shit? What you do? Bad podcasting. Can't find what I'm looking for. Because I know Wolfgang was the one to take that spot with um, Morgan, Flash Morgan Webster and see, and uh, Mark Andrews hitting that. 
Anyway, I'll fig- I'll find it eventually. But um, okay, I found it. So Gallus had uh, pretty much uh Morgan Webster and Andrews. He was about to scoop them up onto the tables. They slip out, double headbutts, rock them. They put Gallus on the tables. One just breaks under Mark's whip. They go after Wolfgang. Morgan Webster climbs the ladder. Andrews joins them. Chans, fans are chanting, please don't die. And then they hit a double senton off of the ladder on the outside, onto the table on the outside, and fans are going bananas in the building. That was just one portion of what happened in this matchup. People were getting, you know, sandwiched. I was seeing drop kicks, the uh, grit your teeth drop kick. Uh, yeah, he, and that was that was some crazy shit. And on top of that, on top of that, my mom is now a fan of Imperium. She likes them. big fan. She of course she loves her some Roman. Yay. But she was watching Imperium's entrance. She was walking through, saw what I was watching, sat down for a second, just checked it out, and just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, Imperium. And she just caught it just in the beginning. And I was just telling her about, you know, the tag teams or whatever. She's like, I like them. I was like, then you'd love Walter. <laughs> she didn't watch the uh, Walter Joe Coffee match. I was kind of bummed out about that, but I can live. I enjoyed it. I don't give a fuck. But yeah, my mom's now, I guess, a fan of Imperium. She likes their sweat. She likes how they get down the whole hands behind their back routine when they get in the ring. She's like, I like that. You know, those, those, that's my shit. I'm like, all right, hey, all right, you're a fan of Imperium. Cool. I'm down. That makes two of us. Down with that. Hooray. Every person in this matchup did exactly what needed to be done to make this a, a crazy bananas demolition derby. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I'm glad that they didn't just use just ladders the entire time. They incorporated tables, stuff on the outside, beat the living hell out of each other. It was, it was, it was, it was what John Moxley would call glorious violence. And on top of that, Gallus actually retained. I'm surprised. I actually am surprised Gallus retained. I was think I had Imperium winning because I was thinking, you know, Walter was going to retain and they would go into Worlds Collide with some gold around their waist. At least three of them had gold around their waist. Um, that wasn't to be the case, unfortunately, but every team put on a solid effort that, that honestly, if you're an NXT UK fan, that you should be proud of. Because think of it like this. At least your tag, your, your, their tag team division is much better than WWE's main roster right now. So that's always a win. Always, always a win. Can't be mad about that. Walter versus Joe Coffee. My God. The, the term war of attrition fits perfectly when you think about this matchup. Walter and Joe Coffey, I'm going to look at the Wikipedia real quick, because I want to see how long they actually battle. Wikipedia tells you everything. It's great. Match times, all that good stuff. Use Wikipedia. Wikipedia's your best friend unless they actually come up with some bullshit. Oh, 
It didn't even go on that long. Okay, so basically, Eddie Dennis, Trent Seven went about eight minutes. Kaylee Ray, the triple threat women's match, went 13. Not bad. Tyler Bay, Jordan Devlin went 22 minutes. The Fatal 4-Way went 25 even. Perfect time. And surprisingly, and it felt longer. It felt very like much longer that they were going at it. Walter and Joe Coffey only went at it for 27 minutes and 30 seconds. And it made it and made it feel like a straight hour. It was this was the kind of pace you you would expect to see two guys like Walter and Joe Coffey go. Of course, it was going to be a brawl. We knew that Joe Coffey was going to go at it and do everything he can to get to become to, to erase those demons that he had one year ago in Blackpool. Unfortunately, he couldn't erase those demons. And it sucks because I would have loved to see Joe Coffey as champion, but I know that Walter, they're going to ride that, you know, hot, they're going to ride that hand. They're going to they're gonna play the hot hand. Hot, Walter's hot. Walter's the hot hand right now. That's how it goes. One day Joe Coffey will have his ring, hopefully, because I would love to see it. This was the kind, if you like strong style, if you like that war of attrition, if you like that battle, that fighting spirit, the man, you know, man versus man, leaving it all on the line just to say they are champion. They beat the hell out of each other. Just thinking about just hearing those slaps, those that just that chop across the chest every time Walter hit coffee and he was beating this man. Joe Coffee beat the shit out of Walter. Wasn't much high flying in this matchup. There was some, but it wasn't a lot. crazy part about this match and the one the one part I did not expect was Ilya Dragunov and Alexander Wolf ref bump referee goes down you know coffee yeah coffee dodges uh, the giant drop kick takes out the referee Blackpool's going bananas Walter shouting at the ref to get up Walter drags you know Coffee up. Coffee starts throwing hands. Coffee power bombs Walter. No ref to count the cover. Out comes Alexander Wolf. Boots Coffee, helping Walter up, trying to get him there. Ilya Dragunov comes out. They start brawling. He knees Wolf down. Then Dragunov hits the um the torpedo Moscow, sends Wolf into Coffee and messes up his knit. That was the true turning point of that matchup. And still, Coffee fought after that for like another like 10 minutes with a fucked up knee. Hit him with a Shoryuken, which I'm which I'm glad he hit that. Very impressive. And the way that he fought. 
that speaks for itself. Unfortunately, in the end, Walter made Coffee tap out. With a modified crossface. I love that. I love that they actually made Joe Coffee look so damn strong in defeat. Because he gave it all he had in his body. Every ounce of energy he could give to fight Volter until he tapped out. A wonderful performance. Wonderful performance. There is nothing, there is no amount of words I could say that can actually give you the feeling that I have. Honestly, thinking about this matchup right now. They absolutely put on a classic. And I will easily have no problem placing that into the ring for match of the year candidate. Less than 30 minutes. And we got that here's the fun thing now they get to have a little fun with this Ilya Dragunov is the, X, is, is the big X factor in all of this to Joe Coffey he could go after Dragunov for being the reason he lost in the first place and that could set up a feud between Dragunov and Coffee, which honestly I'd be all for. Thank you very much. Take my money now. Thank you. Don't take the wallet though. I need that. And that was my first thought after the match was over. Are they set, are they about to set up Dragunov Coffee? Again, you know that could be you know he could feel some type of way about losing the championship, or he may feel some different type of way. Who knows? If I, if, but if they go the former route and they go with Dragonoff versus Coffee for the next major feud for both of these guys, sign me the fuck up. That would be a battle I'd like to see in 2020, wouldn't you? I would love to see that. Give me that. Put that, put that on a take. That's a takeover worthy match right there. Build that shit up. Give me a takeover in the springtime and I'm happy. Then we'll see you at the end of the summer. But good God, that did that feud would be dope as fuck. That's a feud. I, that's a definitely a feud you want to write down and put on your, your you know drive race board. Book that, and you got money. My my check. I expect my check to be in the mail in the next couple of weeks. Thank you. Appreciate that. What happens with, I mean, I think at this point, and I may have spoke a little too soon. For those who have listened to this podcast for a little while now, I stated back in the summer, actually a lot earlier than that, I made the bold prediction that Ilya Dragunov was going to be the one to take off, to take the title away from Falter. Do I still believe in that right now? I hope they fucking do it in the summer. 
I hope they give Dragunov the championship. I think he fucking deserves it if they build him properly. They have to build... They now have a... I think NXT UK realized this. I think Triple H realized this. That coffee that coffee's loss was all because of Dragon. I think that's the route they wanted to go. It sounds perfect when you think about it. It's just, you know, instant. I appreciate the fact that they are they they not only set up things for the future, but they also ask questions, you know, give us more questions. You know? You know, we got our answers at TakeOver, but now we we have more questions to come up with. And to already think of and thinking, are we gonna do Dragon of Coffee? Who's gonna be next in line for Kaylee Ray's women's championship? Um, now that we've gotten all of it sorted out and Morgan, Webster, Andrews, Imperium, and the Grizzling Young Veterans are pretty much null and void in terms of the tag team division, who steps up? The Hunt? Hopefully. That'd be not, that'd be a nice little tag team feud, tag, tag team title feud. Alliteration sometimes it pisses me off. What's next for Eddie Dennis? Again, who's next in line to face Kaylee Ray for the championship? It's not going to be Storm and Niven. Since Storm has a chance to, f- to, to defeat Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship, doubt that's going to happen, but I already start to feel a transition for Tony Storm to go to NXT, I think is inevitable now. Now that they've started to feature her on NXT, and now they have her featuring that. There's nothing more that... I can honestly say that there's nothing more Tony Storm needs to do in NXT UK. If they want to give her the rematch with Kaylee Ray, since she was the one that never got pinned, so be it. If they want to go that route, by all means, go for it. By all means, go for it. And I would be all for it. Tyler Bate, Devlin. We'll see what happens with that. But there's a lot of questions, a lot of good questions coming out of this now, going into the next set of shows for NXT UK. And that was the good that was TakeOver Blackpool 2. What we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, of course, for my people's over the Young Lions perspective side, we're going to listen to our sponsor and then we're going to get back into the break. From our squad over on the War Nation side, we're going to get right back into it as we discussed the bad. Now, there was so much good that there was only one or two things that I thought were bad about this show. Okay, but we'll discuss all that in the next segment and we'll get you right back into episode 156 of the Young Lions Perspective. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. back with episode 156 of the Young Lions perspective talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly that was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Now, there was no ugly. Those are usually reserved. That segment is usually reserved for 
actual moments that I thought were cringe, bullshit, retarded, dumb as hell, idiotic, stupid, dumb, dumb, beyond repair, and made me lose IQ points to the point where I literally had to take a tack hammer and hit my own self in the face. There was no ugly on this show. Now, there was a couple things that I'm not, that's, that's kind of even at. It's kind of like the puppy nipping at your shoelaces and messing them up and you have to retie your shoelaces. It's kind of like that little bit of a nitpick. Can you not, dude? My apologies. Apparently my dog found a Kleenex on the floor and decided to play Rip It Up. So that's why the can you not was directly pointed at her. But again, getting back into the bad. There were two things that I was really torn up about. And it came from the same match. And I discussed it. And the good that was. NXT UK TakeOver. For some reason. For some reason. I could not for the life of me. Try to wrap around the fact that Bane beat Devlin. Now. Was the match bad? Not by any means whatsoever. Alright? Not even gonna be mad at it. But the fact that, you know, yes, Devlin looked good in defeat. I'm not gonna take that away from him at all. The match was fan-fucking-tastic. Like I said, it was an honor, it's an honorable mention of the year candidate without question. I'm just, as conf- I'm just confused as to why they couldn't give Devlin the victory here. Me personally, I think Devlin needed it more than Bate did. Bate's a household name in NXT UK. Honestly, a loss for Bate kinda doesn't really mess up shit. I've seen this a couple times in NXT and NXT UK now, where a certain match would go much differently than I think would be expected. But when it came down to it, you know, what happened after said weird decision I thought, it always ended up proper for both sides. So maybe I'm jumping the gun just a little bit. I don't know. Me personally, I had that really good, really good thought of Devlin, I think, needed it more than Bate because Devlin's on the rise. And Bate losing two straight isn't necessarily the worst thing in the entire world. Although, it would take Bate out of some matches, possibly. I don't know what they're going to be doing with Tyler Bate. I don't necessarily believe that Bate needed this one at all. Devlin needed this victory more than anything. I think he needed this victory. What they're going to do with Devlin going forward, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Usually with NXT UK, it takes me a little bit longer to check it out, especially since I don't watch it as often as I used to. So so my radar ain't as good as it used to be. What What does Devlin do now? What does Devlin do now? What few does he get next? For Bate, and that's why I say for Bate winning, what does this do now for Tyler Bate going forward? 
because if you had Devlin win, that could start to create doubt in Bate. While Devlin could over, hold it over Bate's head that, yeah, that loss wasn't a fluke. You are a failure. Possibly could have gotten another match out of it. Possibly. Who knows? I'm just thinking, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, in my head a little bit. But I would have honestly would have liked to see Devlin get that victory. Because it would have been a really nice victory for Devlin. It would have put a feather in his cap, a really big name on his resume in terms of victories in NXT UK. Probably would have been the biggest victory of his career in NXT UK to, got, to, face, to defeat the likes of Tyler Bate. But it wasn't meant to be. Hopefully, going forward, they do have something major lined up for both guys. For Devlin and for Bate. Because it would kind of suck to see Bate, uh, Devlin go on a little bit of a slide while Bate continues to rise up. Honestly, like I said, I mean, there are times where I can see just Mustache Mountain moving on from NXT UK and going to NXT. I think with the depleted tag team division that NXT has, both guys, I think, are ready to go to NXT. Pete Dunne's already there, chilling, buying his time, you know. Uh, I would love to see a nice little Undisputed Era BSS battle again. I would love to see a proper feud with that if Cole remains champion, or just to see that break down. I would love to see that again. So there's a lot of factors that make me think that Devlin should have gotten the win, but I'm not mad at how they finished it. Kinda. The end of the match had seen Tyler Driver 97, Devlin kicking out at two. Taylor, uh, Tyler goes up top, hits the corkscrew, one, two, three. Not necessary. That second move was not necessary at all. You hit the Tyler Driver 97, that's his finisher definitively should have won the match right there. My boy Afi Kingdom actually said this on his story a little while back. He was watching, I believe, I'm trying to think he was watching uh, AEW. And he was he was watching it, breaking it down. And said the same, and I said the same, you know, I'd agree with the same thing he said. This, this is going a little too long. So I could see where he's coming from when it comes to certain things like that. I hadn't really noticed that. Maybe I was blind to it. I don't know. Maybe it was just by the name of the fact that they kicked out of certain things. Me personally, the corkscrew is not needed. So, with that, it's just, it was, little, it was one of those, one of those, it was like one move too many. That's how it kind of was. One move too many, and, you know, it would have been really just, hit the Tyler Driver, one, two, three, get it out of there. 
Yeah, in the moment, it's just like, wow, you kicked out of Tyler Driver 97. Interesting. Then you go back and it's just like, Corkscrew definitely wasn't needed. It was kind of, you know, kind of sort of like that. That, that was pretty much all I had. You know? I would have liked to see, like I said, I would have liked to see Devlin get the victory. And the Corkscrew was one move too many. Now that's pretty much it for the good, the bad, and the ugly that was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Now we get into the fun shit. Now we get into, for those of you, of course, if you didn't check out my Wrestle Kingdom 14 um, review, after everything is talked about, what I thought was good, what I thought was bad, and what I thought was ugly, if it does get to that point, which in this case it did not, we then get into the top three matches of the night. My worst match of the night. My MVP of said card. And my final grade for the show. And let's get into it. Let's get into the top three matches of the night. Number three. I am literally going to go with the ladder match. This bout was an absolute demolition derby from beginning to end. And these these are four of the... These are literally your cornerstones of NXT UK right now in terms of tag team division. Grizzly Young Vets, Imperium, Webster and Andrews, Gallus. Those are your cornerstones right now. Of course, Mustache Mountain, The Hunt, Jordan and Williams and this match was just not only was it a demolition derby but they did some creative shit in this match to make me which is like because usually ladder matches you know you've seen one one ladder match you've seen a lot and they put on a display of just creative spots throughout the match you know, bringing in four ladders, having the double ladder bridge by uh, Webster and Andrews, seeing, you know, the freaking ladder break in half after Wolfgang speared Eichner through it. God damn. I don't know if it was meant to break like that, but if it did, holy fucking shit. Gal's coming out on top. I was surprised, not gonna lie. I was very surprised that Gallum, 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 Gallus retained the titles, but I'm cool with the result, you know. Not even gonna front. But there were two more that were better than that. Number two, I'm gonna give it to Bait and Devlin. I'm gonna give it to Bait and Devlin because they, they deserve it. <laughs> they deserve to be on this list. This match is great. You know, all because, you know, biases aside, no. But honestly, holy shit. I, I understand, you know, the expectations were super high. You know, Matt, they, you know, dubbing it match of the year. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. This is definitely 
it had the feeling of a, you know, it had the feeling of a match of the year candidate. It did. Easily had the match of the year candidate moniker. And, you know, it didn't fit that bill. It was close. You know, but it didn't, it, it was close, but it didn't hit that mark. It's unfortunate, you know, that it didn't hit that mark. But you know what? I'm not mad at that at all. You know, they did exactly what they needed to do in this matchup and they killed it. It was a, it's a great honorable mention of the year candidate, and I can't wait to see how this match stacks up with everything else that I'm going to compile at the end of this year. Holy shit. Good match. Definitely has great value. A lot of playback value, and they should definitely do that. If, you, if you've never seen that matchup, watch it. Worth it. It should be quite obvious what I'm having is number one. Quite obvious. Match of the night. Easy. Volter. Joe Coffey. This was not only a war of attrition. This was a chance for Coffee to exercise his demons. That's what this match was mostly about. That's what this was all about. Could Coffee finally lay his demons to rest against a dominant force in Volta? Unfortunately, he could not get rid of those demons. He couldn't. But he damn sure put everything on the line to make sure that was going to be capable of happening. Those, these are the kind of matches that really pique my interest. You know, and when the story behind it, like the one Joe had, whew, that alone should get you interested in a main event. That's your that's a proper billing for a main event matchup. Could he finally win the big one? When it mattered most, in the city that he felt like he was a pretty much embarrassed by. A night that he would never forget. And now, unfortunately, he lives through it twice. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Coffee going forward. I'm really hoping for a feud with Dragonoff going forward. Walter, keep on doing what you're doing, bruv, because you're the champion and to get business. So, I hate doing worst match of the night choices when it comes to a card like this. They had a very well done card. They did. But, unfortunately, I do not skimp on doing worst match of the night simply because there was only a five match card. I do it for every NXT NXT takeover. Words are hard. NXT takeover. That's what I do it for. Words are hard today. Leave me alone. 
and they live they they pretty much give it to you you know front and center you're gonna like this shit but I do it every NXT takeover every NXT UK takeover I've done it five matches one had to be the worst and I'm gonna go with Eddie Dennis and Trent Seven as my worst match of the night with an asterisk of this one of course because this was a good match everything that needed to be done I would like to be a little bit longer I would have liked it to be a little bit longer just about two or three minutes longer you know but that's just me though I just I just want to kind of want to see Dennis do more damage that's just the you know the evil one you know the morbid side if you will but I like the match nonetheless Again, I would like I would like it to just be a little bit longer. A couple more minutes, knock it out, go home. Perfectly fine. You can do a little bit more things. You know. But for what we got out of it, this was a good match. For what they were trying to do for Dennis and for Trent Seven. Unfortunately, one of them one of these matches had to be worst match of the night, and unfortunately that has to go to Eddie Dennis. And Trent Seven. Which leads to my MVP. And with this particular card, there's a lot of players. You know, that to choose from. And all of them put on solid performances throughout the night. But the MVP of NXT UK Takeover Blackpool isn't anyone on the card. I'm going with the crowd in Blackpool, England as my MVP for NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, by the way. When I, every time I watch the UK TakeOver, they always, always, always 100% come out to play. Their energy is, if you are, if you are a big soccer fan like I am, and you watch the English Premier League, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The crowd was hyped from beginning to end. It definitely picked up in the women's triple threat. And then went bananas for Bait and Devlin. Lost their shit with the Fatal 4-Way Ladder match and kept coming back for more with the main event. Their energy built, kept building throughout the night and never waned once. I love the UK crowds. I love watching them on telly. I love watching them every time they're, they're in WWE or anybody is in England. Because I like Rev Pro shows, uh, Rev Pro New Japan shows, Progress shows. I've watched plenty of those. They're the crowds in the crowds in the UK in general. It doesn't matter where you go in the United Kingdom. All of them, every crowd, they come out to play. They bring that energy. They bring that hype and make the show better. A damn good crowd makes for damn good shows. Especially if the crowd knows these motherfuckers in the ring. 
there's no doubt in my mind that the NXT UK crowd in Blackpool deserves this MVP award. So to those who were in Blackpool, England on Sunday evening for you guys across the pond, I've raised my, my bottle of sparkling water to you. Here's to you. Congrats on being the MVP of NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Which leads me to my final grade. Usually I come with a long you know, monologue about the pay-per-view. Sometimes I'll trash it. Sometimes I'll sing its praises to the, to the end of this podcast. For NXT UK TakeOver, this is going to be the latter. No need to trash this wonderful TakeOver. Not at all. Because there's no need to. I enjoy the fact that NXT UK always brings their best. Just like their brother company, NXT does. I love the fact that NXT UK follows that model with Triple H leading the charge. I watched Triple H. I think it was Bate versus Devlin. They had Johnny Singh, William Regal, and Triple H in the same shot. Watching Bate versus Devlin. That was a wonderful shot. I wish I had screenshot it. I wish I had actually uh, saved it into my phone. Because I love that picture of Triple H actually being there. You know, the crowd chains of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, are you watching, Vince McMahon? Are you watching? I'm sure Triple H, deep down inside, you know, in his in his int- most intimate moment while I was watching that match, it was, you know, kind of giving him a smirk to himself. I, I hope he was. I hope he was. Just for that particular moment, he's like, you know what? Yeah. I hope he's watching. Triple H has the mind for what the business is right now. Without question, he gets what we need as fans right now. And the craziest part is the amount of work that he puts in to ensure that NXT and NXT UK's UK's takeovers are as flawless as possible makes me respect him that much more. This show was a damn good show. I enjoyed the two and a half hours that we were given. If I that it Every time they do a takeover, it always flies by for me. NXT UK has three for three right now in the papers. That's just me, though. You can think otherwise, so be it. But if you watch this takeover, you know that they did everything they could to make sure make sure this was a damn good show. And they hit it on all cylinders. Great show. The two, I mean, the one undercard match of Dennis versus Seven does bring it down a bit, though. 
as much as I would love to give this show an A, I can't. As much as I would love to give this an A minus, I can't. My final grade for NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2 is a B plus. Shut up. My show, my grade. To me, the Bay Devlin decision and the Dennis Seven match kind of bring it down for me. Again, it's not bad by any means. Just me personally. It had that A. But you got a couple questions wrong. <laughs> Which brought it down to a B plus. And I mean, you hey, more often than not, NXT, NXT UK shows always, always get a damn good grade as it is. Um, I, I think I've literally averaged these shows out to be an absolute A anyway. And most NXT shows are usually A's A to B minus range at all times. They cannot. It has been hard. Like I've always said, in terms of NXT, going to that real quick, there has only been one show in the last four years where I can easily honestly say when it came to Big Four weekends, NXT and WWE literally were on the same quality scale. TakeOver San Antonio... Royal Rumble San Antonio. That is the closest WWE has gotten to NXT in terms of quality of show. And hasn't tried since. NXT is better than NXT UK. Let's get that one thing straight. But NXT UK makes a good run for number two. Hands down, they are the number two brand in WWE. Hands down. And with a show like this, it only gets better for them. They have a lot of things to build on. What are they going to do with Coffee now that he's lost? Who's Walter's next contender? What about Dragunov? Who's going to step up in the women's division? Who's not going to step up in the tag team division? What's next for everybody? And that's what I'm going to be able to enjoy. What are they going to do next? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to end episode 156 of the Young Lions Perspective. We're going to take a short break, and of course, we're going to end the show in proper wild fashion. We're going to be ready for episode 157 of the Young Lions Perspective. We'll be right back. Episode 156 of the Young Lions Perspective. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your wherever you may be, wherever you are. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your wherever you may be, wherever you may be, wherever you you never know if you don't hit up anchor.fm slash young lions perspective or you can go hit up on the wrestle attic radio page anchor.fm 
slash Wrestle Addict Radio. Let your voice be heard. Sound off. Hit me up with a voice message. Let me know what you thought of the show. Let me know what you thought of NXT UK TakeOver if you actually checked it out. And if I like it enough, I will have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lions Perspective. Share this episode across all of your social media. All of it. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bumble. I don't care what you got. Gab, if you still got that, that's still a thing. I don't know. Whatever you got, Facebook Messenger, put it on over there. DM your friends. I don't care what you do. But knowing that in two weeks' time that we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly that was Royal Rumble weekend. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I made the executive decision to include Worlds Collide in this weekend. So not only, well, technically, still means WWE still competing with NXT and now competing with NXT UK back-to-back same shows, hopefully. They don't fuck this one up and actually lose to both NXT and NXT UK this weekend. Also, of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly that was Elimination Chamber. The good, the bad, and the ugly that was NXT TakeOver Portland. And the N- NXT. The good, the bad, and the ugly that was AEW Revolution will be coming up in the month of February. And you do not want to miss that and everything in between. Because the young... Lions Perspective is your alternative for professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, and for those who follow us on Wrestleatic Radio, thank you very much. For those who check me out on Young on my Young Lions Perspective phase, I appreciate you. But if you still want to check out this episode of the podcast, including the other 155 episodes of the young lions perspective including seven episodes of outside the ropes and now six episodes of the secret files podcast you can find said things across several different platforms including apple podcast google podcast overcast radio public pocket cast cast box fm stitcher radio and of course that good old spotify fam Search for the Young Lions Perspective across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding it whatsoever. Now, if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective podcast, y'all can follow me on my social media over on the Twitter machine. Find me over there at SwedeSenatorWAR. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite. SmackDown Live, because as y'all know, Raw is trash. For my new peoples over in the War Nation, say it with me now, Raw is trash. There you go, see? Not that hard. Easy to figure out. Uh, I also do live tweeting for every AEW live pay-per-view, every WWE live pay-per-view, every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver, and in the rare occasion that I'm up at 3 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday, and I have nothing else better to do besides, because, you know, I can't go back to sleep immediately, I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. It's rare. You might might be asleep when it happens, but it's happened. For real. Believe me on this one. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, follow me over there on the mothership that is everything YLP, the YLP universe, as I call y'all, humbly and faithfully. Follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. 60 second videos, the memes, the spicy memes are coming. 
I can't wait to see a really see how many we can get in 2020 because they're going to be hilarious once I see them. 60 second thought videos, of course, memes, you know, letting you guys know when shows are going down, announcements of when shows are going to happen, all that good shit. Follow me over there on both of those platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective podcast. So I made an executive decision while I was at work today in terms of AEW and NXT. I'm going to try this out once. And I'm going to see how y'all react to it. And if it, you know, is it is, you know, if you guys take to it well, if y'all enjoy it, I'll make it a thing. If not, we'll keep it status quo and we'll keep it three days a week. Sometimes, you know, I'm going to go with the less is more theory on this one. So, usually I would do AEW Dynamite Love Hate on Thursdays. I'm going to chill on that. I'm going to try this out real quick. I'm going to try out, you know, a super show, if you will. The Love Hate Super Show. I am going to combine both shows into one. What I loved about AEW and NXT and what I hated about AEW and NXT. I'm not exactly sure segment-wise how I'm going to format it out just yet, but I got all week. So, instead of expecting an episode on Thursday, you're going to expect a love-hate super show coming to you this Friday evening. I'm going to you know, try it out. I'm going to do... I mean, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to record on Thursday what I loved about AEW. And then I'm going to finish off the rest on Friday, keeping it as fresh as possible in my mind. Because for some fucking reason, WWE Network wants to have it come out on Fridays. And it messes up my feng shui. But we'll see how this goes. I'm going to try it once. And if you guys take to it well, we'll make this a thing. If not, AEW will stay permanently love-hate on Thursday, NXT on Friday. So, guys, until Friday, enjoy the rest of your day. If you're going to be watching the National Championship game, and by the time you listen to this, the National Championship game will probably be over, I am taking the LSU Tigers to defeat the Clemson Tigers to win the National Championship tonight. Final score, because this is going to be a freaking barn burner. I'm going to go with 48-30. to this is going to be a wild freaking national championship. I can't wait. If you're going to watch Raw, my condolences to your sanity. If you're not doing either of those things, then just listen to this episode again because you might have liked it. Who knows? Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. And I will see you guys right back here Friday night for episode 157 of the Young Lions Perspective. See you.